jobs or what to drive. So I live in New Jersey and uh, we drove to Michigan. This is where my wife is from. We made it here safely today. Nine hours and about 35 minutes. I want to take a moment to thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to thank, of course, my sponsors who believe in this podcast and its content. I want to thank you, the listener, again, because I know that you can choose to listen to any type of podcast anywhere, and you clicking on this means a lot. And if you happen to hear something that you think uh, is uh, relevant or informative or blesses you in some type of way, please pass it on to a family member or friend. Again, thank you. I want to take some time now just to uh, talk about a topic that is uh, pretty, pretty relevant in our country. But again, let me just say that safe travels uh, today we had, and I wish safe travels to all of you. Maybe some of you are traveling now, listening to this podcast. Now, maybe a son or daughter, or you were just like, oh, let me just click around and see. Oh, here, here's the clip. This looks like a good one to me. Press on this one. So, anyway, welcome. I want to say welcome. So, there's something that is happening and has been happening in this country and around the world. And it's pretty serious and I'm not quite sure if we really deal with it um, as a nation the way that we really should as far as treatments and things are concerned. And the National Institute on uh, Drug Abuse, it's it's interesting uh, reading articles and uh, defining what addiction is and uh, the treatments for it. And, uh, you know, drug addiction is something that's pretty, pretty serious. Again, in this country, it runs rampant in people's families. It runs rampant in my family. Alcohol and drug abuse. We've, we've had people in our family who have had issues with drug and alcohol. And uh, people who have sought treatment. Some people who have had addiction and never sought treatment. And um, it's interesting the effects that it not only has on the person who has the disease, because that's what it is, uh, how it affects them, and also how it affects the entire family, how it can affect their work. Um, A lot of people are losing their jobs because of drug addiction. Now, what makes me talk about this tonight? You know, there's a young man, name is Josh Gordon, plays for the uh, National Football League. Well, not anymore. Right now, anyway, definitely he is suspended indefinitely from the NFL. Uh, He was a young man, very, very talented and gifted. And uh, somewhere along the line, I'm not sure uh, someone knows Josh Gordon and can pass this on to him, but I just wanted to encourage him in some way, shape, or form, just to try to 
in this time, in this valley time, in this time when, you know, things may seem a little dark and bleak too. If you do not have a higher being to pray to, I pray that you do. As you're getting in prayer and in meditation and fasting in some way, shape, or form. And sometimes when we're alone and in the dark, those are the moments when we gotta fight the demons. Right? We gotta fight this disease. So Josh, if you're listening to this man, I don't know you, you don't know me, but you've inspired this podcast tonight. You and many others, sir. But here's a young man who uh, had a flourishing, flourishing career in the National Football League and uh, a few other times was uh, suspended indefinitely because of drug addiction. I'm not quite sure what the drug is at all. But periodically, you know, they test people uh, in the NFL, the NBA, uh, baseball, things like that. And if you were caught with a banned substance, they, uh, they're pretty strict and they'll kick you out of their league and uh, will stop your monetary growth. And uh, it's, a, it's a beast. It's a beast, I'm sure. Now, I don't personally suffer from any type of addiction as far as drug and alcohol is concerned. I do not. I decided at a very young age that I was never going to touch tobacco. I wasn't going to have it in my life. Also, that I was not going to ever drink alcohol and that uh, drugs would never, ever enter my body. As far as the illegal drugs are concerned now, of course, when I get sick and things, I have to take some over-the-counter drugs that are uh, prescribed by my doctor. Uh, Or when I have major injury, I have to uh, take sometimes uh, painkillers. But even when I did that, uh, I tried to wean myself off of it as fast as possible. I tore my Achilles about two years ago, uh, one of the most painful things that ever happened. And in that, um, the doctor gave me very, very painful, uh, excuse me, very, very powerful uh, medication for my pain. And um, when I could, I just weaned myself off of it. I tried not to use it, um, but uh, occasionally I did, but I knew out of my system anyway um, getting back to all this there's something about the will there's something about when you see certain things too you know I saw a lot saw a lot growing up saw a lot in my family immediate family as far as uh, drug and alcohol was concerned and that made me realize at the age of about 10 or 11 when I really decided I would not allow it to infiltrate me and take control of me because really that's what addiction does addiction you know it can really really take control of your entire being you know it gets it, it, it engulfs your, your soul and some people will do anything for it um, in the african-american community in newark new jersey you know the 60s and uh, 70s I mean and even still now you know it's it's, it's pretty prevalent you know uh, a lot of people are, are you know depressed or in their darkness or you know they can't get a job and, and feel like you know the 
to medicate themselves to deal with the pain. And um, I've seen it firsthand. Man, have I seen it firsthand. It's not a pretty picture at all. say this and I'll be totally transparent with you when it comes to many many issues and and again I'm I I take this platform very very seriously now at a very young age I experienced something uh, with a family member and I will not say who and uh, the family member was having a dispute with another family member and uh, I was about 11 years old family member who happened to be, um, in my opinion, uh, an alcoholic, uh, had, uh, you know, one of the episodes, and uh, for those of you who are out there know what I'm talking about, one of the episodes, and uh, something happened, and I won't tell you all the details of that. But ultimately, uh, this family member uh, felt it in their spirit at that time to threaten my life. Uh, I mean, and again, I was 11 years old, and and I don't know if it was the addiction, if it was the drug, if it was the alcohol that drove that person to specifically, you know, pull out a gun and put it to my head and basically threaten to kill me at 11. Now, what do you do in that moment as a 11-year-old kid, you know? Um, you're frozen, you're paralyzed, you really can't believe it's happening when it's someone you've kind of, you know, loved and respected. And um, then at that moment, you lose all respect for them. At that given moment, you lose all respect for them. And most of the love that you did have is totally gone at that one moment. And um, at the time, if you're that young, you don't, you can't really, uh, can't, well, you don't know how to decipher um, if it's the alcohol or if that's just how the person truly feels about you. And um, yeah, so that was the moment where one, all respect was lost and two, where I made the decision that alcohol and drug would never ever enter my body because it, it takes you places and it's it's people think that they have control of it oh i have control of it i don't need to go to rehab i'm not an alcoholic i don't need aa i don't need to go to these meetings i don't need a sponsor you know just stubborn stubborn in their ways in that regard and believe me again i say i'm not perfect but I, i've I've seen a lot of things, and this is why I offer this to to you, Josh, or anybody else out there who's dealing with addiction or, or family members who are dealing with addiction, you know? I don't know really what we're doing, you know? Are we really supporting each other and lifting each other up in the NFL? I, I hope that, you know, someone is reaching out to Josh Gordon in some way, shape, or form to help him in this matter. Because, yes, he did generate millions of dollars in the NFL by playing. But he also uh, 
uh, you know, fans came, came to see him play. You know, they spent their hard-earned money to come and see this uh, athlete, you know, revel in his greatness. And uh, he was a product, uh, part of the NFL product, you know, that entertained people. When he's in a dark place, I hope that they would reach out and try to help him and not leave him because he can't run up and down the field right now and uh, help the ratings, so to speak. Um, this is necessary. There's a song that says, we fall down, but we we get up. And uh, the saint is just a sinner who fell down and got back up. That's all we are, right? We're all sinners. We all have fallen short of the glory of the higher being. But when we fall, sometimes we don't want to fall and just fall and just stay there. You know, and sometimes we can't get up by ourselves. Sometimes we need people to help us in those dark moments and drug and alcohol and addiction it's it's heavy man it's heavy and I don't, I don't expect to, to talk about this tonight but I felt like this needed to be talked about because um, this is a holiday season and uh, a lot of people don't have some people are alone and uh, I hope that you know if you, if you have someone in your family who may be dealing with addiction that maybe you could pass this on to them in some way shape or form and hopefully this time will encourage them. What do you do in your dark moments? What do you do in your valley time? What do you do uh, when you're battling uh, addiction? You know, I, I'm not a clinical psychologist in any way, shape, or form. I'm not. Uh, again, I've seen a lot. I remember as a kid. told my mom this, but I remember as a kid, uh, there was a family member who happened to be uh, addicted, and I can see it like it was yesterday, Uh, family member took me to a very, very, very dark house and set me by a stove, told me not to move, I don't know where I was, trusted this person and um, sat there for maybe an hour maybe more scared Um, but the family member happened to be getting a fix Uh, I didn't realize it at the time didn't know the family member actually had uh, an addiction problem something I see vivid in my mind over and over and over again is anything going to happen to both the family member and to me um, thankfully and prayerfully nothing did but this is this is that's an example of what can happen um, when someone's addicted you know some, some people will do anything to to get that fix and almost risk another family member's life in some way shape or form so what do we do here people what do we do here what do we do for each other what do we do well we can try to show as much love as possible to people who are addicted and have a disease we can try to help them as much as possible 
we can try to point them in the right direction and say, hey, let's have a family intervention and let's get you the help that you need. Because you see signs, you, you, you see them sometimes that the, it's written clearly. And sometimes it takes you, you know, a person even, you know, who's a millionaire. You know, Josh Gordon's a millionaire. Maybe some of his family members saw things and just didn't want to say anything because uh, he's a millionaire. But at the same time, if that person really, really means something to you, you've got to, you know, look past all that and look to the soul and know that this person needs help and there has to be family intervention. There has to be something that happens to save someone sometimes they cannot save themselves so you make that intervention happen you get the family around you surround them with love and you tell them how much they're loved and how much they're needed here on earth uh, with the gifts that they have to offer the earth the earth you know josh gordon has a lot to offer a lot a lot of young people you know a lot of young men specifically who are trying to follow in his footsteps um and he has a lot to offer a lot to offer about his experience uh, on how to tell young athletes not to do what he did, um, not to ever try it. Because I tell you guys and girls out there, when you try it, sometimes you might like it. And I suggest just not trying it. You've got to will yourself at a young age to tell yourself that this is something you just will not try. And you've got to keep the commitment to your commitment. you just got to. Because it's too serious and it's too much at stake. People lose everything because of addiction, okay? Drug and alcohol. Like, and again, I've seen it. So family members, if, if, if there's someone out there this holiday season who you know is struggling, you know, you, you the family has to get together and rally. You know, it may be painful, but it's necessary. It might be a matter of life or death for him or her. So start there, maybe. Start with that. Start with getting in touch with a treatment center. Um, Some of the treatment centers are expensive, I know. Some aren't. Uh, Some people can go for 30 days. Some people can go for 60 days, 90 days. Some people need to go on treatment for a year. You know? Now, I know some of us can't afford that. Again, if it's a life or death situation, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Now, what happens in these treatment centers, I'm not all too very sure at all. Again, I'm not a clinical psychologist, but I'm sure they have methods to wean people off of this drug and alcohol. And lots of times, people are really, really dealing with deep, 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 deep pain, and they're trying to find a way to medicate that pain. forget about the crack epidemic that happened don't forget about how crack came in and infiltrated entire communities okay in the 80s in the 90s how it came and ran rampant tore families apart filled our prison systems with addicts didn't have a chance to get treatment you're out there you get caught you get locked up no treatment for you. It was serious. It was 
serious. Still is very serious. So you got the crack cocaine, you got heroin, you had PCP and marijuana. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. There's so much. There's so much. And it's real, people. And I love to laugh and joke and have fun and and give you great content. And this is an issue that uh, many families are dealing with and not talking about. And the graveyards are just, you know, filling every day. Young people, old people. Just not waking up, you know? Just not. And um, life is precious. Well, we all get this life once. So if there's someone you love who happens to be in, in some state of, of addiction, please rally around them in some way, shape, or form. You know, and I understand some people are just stubborn, man. I get it. I have a family member who is very, very, very stubborn. And sometimes it angers me. And what can you do? you have a stubborn person who just doesn't even realize they have an addiction when they see nothing wrong with their behavior at all and they can put on two different faces one face for the public hi everybody good morning how are you everything good yes so great to see you thank you so much god bless you sit on the front row of church every sunday morning what the preacher used to say Some of us will live like hell all week and then come and sit in the front row of a church putting on the face. Hypocrites. And addiction. Being stubborn and addiction. I've experienced that too. And some of you might have that in your families. The person just is like, you know, I don't have a problem. And they can put on a face for the public, but behind closed doors, you experience the demon of the addiction. And it's a scary thing, man. It's a scary thing. And then when you are a person who's on the receiving end of the addiction in a violent way, where a person's beating you just because they're angry and they're taking their anger out on you when they're addicted. It's scary. It's scary. It's no joke. And it's not talked about. It's just not talked about. Again, the stubborn ones who do not think that they have a problem. If you're listening to this, so stubborn one, and you know you have a problem, you know you have a problem, you need to go and get help. You need to check yourself in somewhere. Stop hurting people. Stop hurting people because you're hurt. Makes no sense. So you'll be upset with your life, your circumstance, the choice that you made to do this thing and then take it out on somebody else. That's the stubborn addict. That's the one that's addicted and will not ever seek treatment. Even when the doctor tells them they have to stop drinking 
or they're going to kill themselves and they keep doing it and for me I just don't get it it's like really dude is it really worth it but to them it is the stubborn one the stubborn addict look I'm not judging and you can hear the pain and I know you can and you're like dude you need help yeah I do need help I do and this is part of my therapy as well because uh, abuse happens you know to people and and then and, and you live in silence because people don't believe that you've been abused by a person who is an addict because the addict the addict can go out and put on a different face in public but behind closed doors it's a beast and you're afraid and you're scared and you don't want to say anything because to the public's eye, you know, this person is an upstanding citizen. And then you grow and you live as a kid and grow into adulthood with this crazy pain of because you've been abused by someone who's an addict. And for those of you who've experienced that, you know, it's not your fault. I'll just say that to you. If you happen to be a person who was on the receiving end of a person's uh addiction and and they uh, took things out in anger on you and physically assaulted you and abused you or verbally or mentally you know I my prayers are with you and please do not turn to that thing please do not turn to it if you can pray pray to whomever your higher being is and try to remove yourself from the circumstance or try to go and talk to someone and Someone you trust who can maybe get you out of a bad situation. Okay? Before it's too late. Good people. We have a responsibility. We all have choice. And this is not something where I'm trying to beat up anyone who happens to have this disease. Because it is a disease. is a complex disorder that can involve virtually every aspect of an individual's functioning in the family at work and school and in the community. Because of addiction's complexity and pervasive consequences, drug addiction treatment typically must involve many components. Some of the components focus directly on the individual individual's drug uh, use or well, others like uh, employment training they focus on uh, restoring the addicted individual to product membership in, uh, in the family and society and this enabling him or her to experience the rewards associated with abstinence 
Now, treatment for drug abuse and addiction is delivered in many different settings uh, using a variety of behavioral and pharmaceutical approaches. In the United States, more than 14,500 uh, specialized drug treatment facilities provide counseling, behavioral therapy, medication, case management, and uh, other types of services to persons with substance use disorders. Along with specialized drug treatment facilities, drug abuse and addiction are treated in uh, physicians' offices and mental health clinics by a variety of providers, including counselors, physicians, psychiatrists, psychologists, nurses, and social workers. Treatment is delivered in uh, outpatient, inpatient, and residential settings. Although specific treatment approaches often associated with particular treatment settings, a variety of therapeutic interventions or services can be included in any given setting. Now, because drug addiction and abuse are a major public health problem, a large portion of drug treatment is funded by local, state, and federal governments. Private and uh, Employer subsidized health plans also may provide coverage for treatments of addiction and its uh, medical consequences. Unfortunately, managed care has resulted in uh, shorter average stays with a historical lack of or insufficient coverage for substance abuse treatment, and it has uh, curtailed the number of operational programs. Now, the recent passage of parity for insurance coverage of of mental and substance abuse will hopefully improve the state of affairs. Healthcare reform, i.e. Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act of 2010, ACA, also stands to increase the demand for drug abuse treatment services and uh, presents an opportunity to study how innovations and service delivery organizations and finances can improve access to and use of them. Now, they have many, many types of treatment programs for people. And uh, just in case you don't know, types and again some of them you heard me read now there's the long-term residential treatment excuse me there's a long-term residential treatment now the long-term residential treatment provides care 24 hours a day generally in a non-hospital setting it's best known a residential treatment model is like a therapeutic community it's called TC with planned lengths of stay between 6 and 12 months TCs focus on the uh, resocialization, resocial, resocialization, excuse me, of the individual, and uh, and the use programs entire community, including uh, the resident staff and uh, other social content and active components of treatment. Uh, addiction is viewed in the context of an individual's social and psychological 
defects in treatment focuses on developing personal accountability and responsibility as well as social productive uh, lives. Treatment is highly structured and can be confrontational at times with activities designed to help residents examine damaging uh, beliefs, uh, self-concepts, and destructive patterns of behavior and adopt new, more harmonious and constructive ways to interact with people. Uh, There's a lot of different readings and research that you can do on that. They also have short-term residential treatments. And the short-term residential program provides intense but uh, relatively brief treatment based on a modified 12-step approach. A lot of people do the 12-step program. These programs were originally designed to treat alcohol problems, but during the cocaine epidemic in the mid-1980s, which I mentioned, many began uh, to treat other types of substance use disorders. The original uh, residential treatment model consisted of a three to six week hospital-based inpatient treatment phase followed by an extended outpatient therapy and participation in a self-help group such as AA. And a lot of people go to AA. I've had a lot of family members uh, who are doing the 12-step program. And there's also an outpatient treatment program, outpatient treatment program. And the outpatient treatment uh, varies in the types and in uh, intensity of services offered, such as uh, treatment costs, you know, they're less in residential or inpatient treatment, and often is more suitable for people with jobs or uh, extensive social support. It should be noted, however, that low-intensity programs may offer little more than, uh, than drug education. Other outpatient models, such as Intensive day treatment can be comparable to the residential programs and services and effectiveness depending on the individual patient's characteristics and needs. There's a lot of readings about that as well. There's another one called Individualized Drug Counseling. Excuse me. Individualized Drug Counseling. Uh, talked about this as well. Um, individualized Drug Counseling not only focuses on reducing or stopping illicit drug or alcohol use, it also addresses related areas uh, of impaired functioning, such as employment status, illegal activity, and family social relations, as well as uh, content and structure of the patient's recovery program. Now, through its emphasis on uh, short-term behavioral goals, individual counselors help the patient um, develop coping strategies and tools to abstain from drug use and maintain abstinence. Now there's a a group therapy, there's group counseling that happens. Um, There's also uh, treating criminal justice uh, involved drug abusers and addicted individuals. Like I was saying, there's a lot of people who have been locked up um, because of the, excuse me, uh, the crack epidemic or marijuana or PCP or anything like that. Um, And this is for specifically people who are uh, in the criminal justice system. Often drug abusers come into contact with with the criminal justice system earlier than other health or social systems, uh, presenting opportunities for intervention and treatment prior to drug 
uh, after or in lieu of incarceration. Research has shown that research has shown uh, that combining criminal justice sanctions with drug treatment can be effective in decreasing drug abuse and related crime. Individuals under legal uh, correction, uh, excuse me, this word is very small here, uh, correction, I don't even know what that word means, tends to stay in treatment longer and do as well or better than those not under legal pressure. Forgive me because I don't know how to pronounce that word. Studies uh, show that the incarcerated individual with drug problems uh, stating drug abuse treatment is in prison and continuing the same treatment upon release. In other words, uh, a seamless continuum of services results in better outcomes, less drug use, and less criminal behavior. So, there's lots of different types of uh, treatment that people can seek, excuse me, for their family members. Um, And again, if you happen to uh, be in a family where uh, someone you know whom is addicted, there are, you know, inpatient uh, treatments, outpatient treatments, there are counseling sessions, there's AA. Um, There's a lot, a lot of different things that you can research family members to um, to begin the healing process and uh, again I'm not judging anyone and and I hope none of you take this as a judgment at all Uh, because again not only is the person whom happened to have the alcohol or drug addiction dealing with pain but you know sometimes they pass it on and it's deep and it runs deep but where does the healing begin where does it start hopefully it starts first with an intervention a loving intervention and then hopefully the family member will take the treatment knowing how important it is for them to be here and knowing that they're loved and that somebody cared enough to reach out and say, hey, we've noticed this. You need help. You need treatment. Let's go right now. Don't worry about the cost. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about taking care of your bills. We'll take care of it. As a family, you rally around them and you lift them up because we're losing too many people to drug and alcohol and to the prison system men and women incarcerated for decades because of drug use and addiction seeking treatment in there sometime and then when they come out they have no support and get right back to it you know at some point we as a country have to try to end this cycle we have to for our future's sake all the great minds have so many wonderful ideas they got caught up in addiction and the problem is sometimes people make it way too glamorous you know make it glamorous to smoke a blunt or make it glamorous to smoke a cigarette all these ads out cool 
not cool. <laughs> it's not cool to smell like cigarette smoke. It's not. It's not sexy at all. To me, it's not. people I'm not judging I'm just saying think about all the internal damage that happens to your body from drug and alcohol you don't believe me research it research it in this life we get one vessel to take us through it we get one vessel to take us through this life and if we abuse this vessel this vessel will, this vessel will give up on us and eventually it will give out and you have too much to offer. You're too special. You're too gifted. You have too much to offer the world to allow something to capture your entire being and literally eat away at you. You're worth more. You're worth more. Your life is a gift like anybody else's life here on this earth. issues I don't happen to have drug and addiction issues but in some podcast back I was talking about forgiveness and the forgiveness factor and how for many many years and still I'm working through the forgiveness factor and the hurt and the pain when I know in my life I can't lead with fear I can't lead with pain I've got to lead with love and break through this thing and work through it and talk to people and try to you know tell myself I'm going to get up and smile through the pain and and expect a different result you know approach situations with love instead of with anger because the pain that I felt we all have issues look we're all in my opinion sinners here on this earth even the best of them growing up church I would always hear there is no man that doeth good no not one we can strive for perfection but perfection will never come again we fall down but we get back up all of us all of us but if we can somehow help each other through these painful moments help each other through these dark times you know unemployment is real I know it's real you know when you can't take care of your family I know it's real sometimes we got to do things that are so-called beneath us but we've got to break through these things so that you know we can take care of our families and, and, and not leave them you know to fend for themselves because of our addictions or our pain and I know it's hard out here people I know it's hard I just want to see you live. I want to see you live. I want to see you thrive. Whom are we still to become? Don't let your past define you. If you've made mistakes in your life, recognize them. Apologize to the people you need to apologize to. And move into your greatness. Move into your light. Move into your light. Step into whom you are meant to be here on this earth leave your legacy of greatness here and don't let it be buried because of addiction I know it's hard 
it. You can do it. You can fight through it. You can make it. You gotta look yourself in the mirror and say, I matter. I belong here. You will not take over me. You will not defeat me. I deserve to be here. You gotta fight that spirit, man. You gotta look yourself in the eye. Tell yourself you matter. Tell yourself you love yourself. Nothing wrong with it. You gotta love you. How can you expect someone else to love you if you don't love you? You matter. Tell yourself I love you. Tell yourself you matter. Tell yourself you're beautiful. Tell yourself you're talented. This is what you gotta do to make it through. Don't give up. Don't give in. Trouble will come. It will come. It will find us. And know that. I'll talk to you a little later.